what is truth? TV podcast. What is truth? Let's take it to the live stream. Please tell me what is truth. TV podcast. What is truth? Let's take it to the live stream. Please. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the What Is Truth podcast. I am here today with a returning guest, Mr. Ricardo Barandas, host of the Union of the Unwanted and the Ripple Effect podcast. How you doing, buddy? Good. Thanks for having me. Hey, man. Thanks for the return visit, man. So it should be a little bit more exciting than last time. Last time I was still with my training wheels, if you will. And uh, this is podcast number 55 now, so getting a little bit more experience yeah that's that's wild i mean last time we spoke I, your youtube channel was growing pretty quickly and so what, what happened to youtube because <laughs> where you're saying you're streaming where are you streaming i'm streaming <laughs> an odyssey now bro oh, I, oh, I pulled a brett nice. brett weinstein and uh brought my talents over to odyssey <laughs> <laughs> pulled a lebron james if you will yeah man no i had about 5,000 subs, man, in just a few months, and through the live streams. We're live streaming right now, and just been here a couple of weeks, pretty much ever since I got uh, canceled out of YouTube. And when I was on YouTube, we were getting about 300 concurrent viewers, sometimes hitting 600. Just really putting on a show, man. So over here, we've been hitting the 90 mark, but it's slowly getting built up, which 90 for Odyssey is not too bad either, you know? Yeah, no, that's real good. I mean, Odyssey is still up and coming. Like I always say on my show, when one door closes, another one opens. I think the completely just over-the-top censorship has really drove people to go <laughs> explore these other options. Because like I always say on the show, if YouTube was censoring it like a little less and it wasn't that big of a deal, like we knew it was happening but it didn't affect our ability to still get some interesting stuff, then we would still use it because of the convenience. You know, yeah, as humans, yeah. it's always the, the path of least resistance. So uh, if YouTube's convenient and it's easy and the apps on every smart TV and, and every fire stick and every phone, then you're going to use it because it's simple and it's easy. But because it's gotten to the point where literally you can't find anything interesting on YouTube. I think one of the few, I mean, there's a handful of them still on YouTube that I'm still surprised are on there. Mine being one, you know, I just, I just literally uploaded this afternoon the podcast I did with Dr. Robert Malone, who is the, yeah. the inventor of the mRNA technology. And um, he tweeted it and uh, he tweeted it by saying, here's my interview I did with um Ricky Vrans from Ripple Effect Podcast. He's like, let's see how long it'll be on YouTube. And he tweeted because he knows that, you know, all his stuff is just being uh, just banned or censored, suppressed. And it's just completely ridiculous because if he isn't a opinion that's valid, if his perspective on the vaccine isn't valid, then whose opinion is valid? Because this guy is the, one of the inventors of the mRNA technology yeah. and the vaccine. Like, if, why are you censoring him? You know, it's like I always say, they're not censoring us or they're not censoring people because they're protecting us or protecting big pharma. Yeah. Yeah, man. It, and it's all tied in with the cancel culture. Um, you know, my 
rise, if you will, for the YouTube thing was just going after uh, old Mr. Atwood. And uh, when I was on YouTube, he hit me with six copyright strikes. I had two different channels. <laughs> he tried to wipe me out in one swipe. And uh, I actually got them overturned. But there was other... Dude, the whole thing ended up being a conspiracy within a conspiracy, man. They tried to set me up. I even interviewed his cameraman. You got to listen to that episode, bro. Uh, you know, when he does his shows on his, you know, that they go on the YouTube channel. I interviewed his cameraman and, you know, because Sean had been saying he knew the whole story of Daddy Gate and whatnot. And I interviewed him and we pretty much destroyed his whole narrative and it was embarrassing. And the guy, the cameraman gave me a... Uh, permission to use his picture on you know for the thumbnail for the interview i destroyed him so bad dude he turned around and filed a copyright strike for using the picture and he claimed i used it without his permission <laughs> even though I, he dm'd me permission through twitter and uh ended up overturning every single copyright strike and uh just a big shit show man but the problem is he was working you know all these other players that uh, work in social media, crisis actors, if you will, uh, started reporting my shit. And I was getting community guidelines for the stupidest fucking reasons, bro. Um, you know, I did one live show and I had Uncle Bobby. He's a loyal subscriber to the show. He's got a medical condition, all right? And he does some heavy breathing and whatnot. The live chat is always lively and whatnot. <laughs> Apparently, everyone in the live chat started joking around like, oh, Weezy's probably in the background jacking off or something, you know? Well, the people, you know, the whole Atwood and Associates squad reported that video, I'm assuming, to YouTube. I got a, a community guideline violations for that for rape and unwanted sexual acts on a live stream. That is wild. Well, that's the problem with these guidelines <laughs> is that they're so... <laughs> they're so they're so vague. I mean, they're, they're so vague. That was specific, they, man. It's a rape and unwanted sexual. And I'm like, I never even talk about that shit on my show. You know, and the only thing I could come back was everyone kept talking about, well, in the live chat, we were talking about you. You know, they were joking around that I was jacking off, you know. But fuck, bro. No, but, but that's what I mean by vague. Is yeah. that it's not it, like even though they're saying, oh, it's it's medical misinformation or it's sexual content, whatever it may be. uh what they're considering, you know, censored something worth censoring is just the just so many different things, you know, and one person gets away with it. Another person doesn't. Yeah. So you really don't know, like, OK, when am I tiptoeing the line? When when have I gone over the line? That's why when I have guests on, I've had a few guests the last couple um, weeks or, or month or so that uh, James Perloff being one because he's like, oh, everybody that I'm uh, on their show, they're getting kicked off YouTube or, you know, uh, should we not say this word or that? And I'm like, James, say whatever the fuck you want. I'm like, I'm going down swinging. I'm like, I'm I'm doing my show like I've always done my show. I uploaded like I always uploaded. I'm like, I'm not doing anything else. I'm like, 99% of people who listen to my show are listening to it. They're not watching it on YouTube. So if they ban me on YouTube, it's not a huge um, percentage of my my following that I'm gonna lose out on, and most of them have hopefully would know that I'm also on all all the other alternatives. So uh, I'm just gonna keep uploading it, and, yeah. and I, because it's like, why why censor myself when I'll tiptoe around something, and if they really want to, they'll still find 
some justification to ban me or, or give me a strike or to pull a video. I mean, I've had two videos pulled. I haven't even fought them. I'm just like, I don't care. Yeah. I'm like, I, it, it was my uh, Kevin Sorbo uh, interview um, with Her Hercules. Yeah, then, yeah, they pulled that one. Yeah, they pulled that. I For know what? out of all the shows I've done, For what? I, I don't even know. I, I see the email <laughs> and I just, I just kind of, you know, uh, I'm, I'm sure we talked COVID and we talked vaccines. But yeah, that I could have been about it. that on every episode. I mean, Fuck. every other episode I'm talking about COVID or vaccines. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, to me, it's like whatever. I saw the email from YouTube. Uh, they took it down. I'm like, whatever, not a big deal. And then they took down uh, the Pete Evans uh, interview I did. The one, um, he's the famous Australian chef that uh, uh, 60 Minutes Australia kind of did a hit piece on him and try to make him out to be like a con conspiracy theorist because he was talking about natural remedies and talking about how, um, you know, COVID's a, a bad flu and all this stuff. So uh, those are the two. I mean, I know they're they're weird. I mean, I've had Mickey Willis on my show. I've had Dr. David Martin on my show. I've had uh, now I've had Dr. Robert Malone, some of the most censored people uh, in the world, you know, on my show. And uh, Del Bigtree. And, and, Del Bigtree's been on a bunch, and and those are and Del Bigtree. I haven't had any YouTube issues, but I've had iTunes uh, issues both times yeah. he's been on. So, uh, which I don't think are coincidental when when other podcasters have had similar issues. So, yeah, I don't know how they pick and choose. I don't. To me, it's like I don't bother fighting it because it's like I know that it's not. It's not like it, I have any trust in their system nah, that I'll, I'll fight it, and then they're they're going to come to the conclusion that maybe they were wrong by accusing me of of misinformation or, or medical. Uh, you know, misinformation. So I just, I just ignore it because I'm on Rockfin, I'm on Rumble, I'm on Bitchu, I'm on Odyssey, I'm on Float. So and and the audio version of the podcast is available everywhere. So yeah. you know, Spotify, iTunes. So it's to me, it's like okay, I don't need YouTube. Most people who are actually searching for these this type of information, they're not looking on YouTube anymore. And if they still are. Unfortunately, they're not going to find much more than the mainstream narrative. I mean, we, we used to go on YouTube to find the alternative perspectives to get the researchers and, and find the researchers and the documentaries and the information that we couldn't find anywhere else. If And now you search a topic on YouTube. What do you get? You get MSNBC, Fox News, CNN, uh, NBC. So it's like, what the fuck is YouTube doing? Because that's not why people came to YouTube. If I wanted to hear those opinions, I would just watch TV. The reason why we, we love the Internet and the reason why we use the Internet for research was because I was trying to get a different opinion, a different perspective from what I was seeing on TV. So it made no freaking sense to to just force feed us, you know, just video clips of, of Fox News and CNN and MSNBC and all the mainstream uh, news stations. It doesn't make any sense. So it just no. to, to me, it it's it's their actions is the reason why Rockfin's growing in, in popularity. Odyssey's growing in popularity. BitChute's growing in popularity. Uh some even some that I'm I'm not even aware of. I know people are yeah. on Mastodon and they're on uh, other different ones. Um, I believe my stuff's also on Mines, but it, it's um those alternatives are only going to get bigger. Parlor is only going to get bigger because of the censorship on on Twitter. Uh, it's just gonna they're they're really screwing themselves because I think right now they feel like they can do whatever they want and you know, they'll get away with it and, and they're still going to make enough money and they don't care. But eventually some competitor is going to come and it's maybe, you know, obviously you probably aren't going to take down Twitter overnight. You're not going to take down Facebook or YouTube overnight, but in time, 
just like MySpace, you know, eventually people are gonna be like, no, it's it's that's corny. Let's I like the new one. I like the new thing. And and young kids are always like that. I mean, you look at like WhatsApp. You look at uh, whatever apps they're using now, TikTok. They're not using Facebook and Twitter, uh, and you know, and YouTube as much as we are, because that's what we grew up with. But the people, the younger people, are looking for the new trendy thing, and it's like, oh, have you heard of this or have you heard of that? They like the new, uh, shiny, you know, product. So, to me, it, it really opens a door for some new, some new app, some new streaming service to really blow up and eventually be a serious competitor and then from there it's like you know i'm okay with with having a competition you know with having a a platform that says hey we want to censor stuff we want to keep everything pg that's fine if there was alternatives that we you know that that we could go to if if we didn't want to censor the wow. problem is it's all monopolized, you know? Well, that's the problem. That that's, yeah. that, that's what I was getting to was that the, the problem is it's a monopoly. Like, they, they act like there's competition and there's alternatives. The Bullshit. problem with those, those alternatives is that, I mean, even myself, I'm on a lot of these platforms, and sometimes I don't even know how to watch videos on these platforms yeah. on, like, a, uh, you know, a TV or something like that. You know, it's like, well, i got to go to a web browser. Oh, i got to put the URL. Oh, now i got to sign in, you, you know, and, and it's like, it's a pain in the ass. So that's why I say like a lot of times people are just like, well, I think I could find something interesting to watch on YouTube. Let me check YouTube first. And then it's a last resort. I mean, you look at the high wire uh, with Del Big Tree. You have to if you want to watch it on a TV, you got to go on BitChute or you got to go on their website. But you have to use a web browser and it's way more time consuming because you got to put in the URL. You got to, you know, a, a web browsers usually on a fire stick or on a smart tv take a while to load you go on that youtube app it opens up immediately and and you're where you want to be you're already signed in you have all you know all these video suggestions and stuff like that uh so it, it's going to take a little bit of time but you know rockfin has a app now you know they finally have an android app and a apple app um it's just a matter of time probably before it's i, I believe I, I i saw somewhere that it's on roku now but it's a, hopefully a matter of time before it's available in probably not as many places as YouTube, but something that's comparable. And then people start using that. And, and really, it'll be just a matter of time, I think, before even if YouTube's popularity continues to be huge, I think it'll be huge for different reasons. It'll be huge yeah. for people who want to watch how-to videos, huge for people who want to watch cat videos, whatever they want to watch. Uh, <laughs> I think people who are, are looking for alternative media and actually looking for information, YouTube is just not going to be a source for that no. eventually. I think it's if, all curated now, and, and yeah, just I mean, watered down. It's, it's complete I mean, bullshit, man. I mean, my Union of the Unwanted YouTube channel, which has only been up for a little bit of time, and for people listening who don't know what the Union of the Unwanted is, it's like a big Zoom conference call uh, type of show that I, I co-host with Sam Tripoli, Charlie Robinson and Midnight Mike from the OBDM show. That that show has less subscribers than my Ripple Effect podcast YouTube channel. It has like three thousand or something like that. Uh, my Ripple Effect podcast channel has like almost five thousand. And for some reason, consistently, the Union of the Unwanted. Every time we upload a video, it gets over you know a thousand views pretty quickly. My my YouTube channel with more subscribers gets like a couple hundred every video. Like 
that's could not, be shadow banned too though you know well that's what i'm saying it's not organic yeah. it's not it's not happening because it's organic it's happening because i have tons of episodes with probably tons of people that youtube don't want uh their viewership running into so they probably you know like you said it's it's a shadow ban it's it's like it's not real obvious it's not you know maybe it's even one of those things where it's so subtle that it makes you think okay maybe it's just my content maybe it's just my channel maybe it's just you know who knows maybe it's not anything on purpose but so it's so subtle that I, i'm sure many content creators are thinking that they're like oh you know why is my channel but then i see it like you know i have this perfect comparison with the union unwanted show and i'm like how are they getting how is that show getting over a thousand views and we barely market it we barely barely push it on youtube at all and and yet my show uh, it's been on YouTube for much longer and, and has more subscribers. It, 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 you know, it only gets a couple hundred. It's like that can't be accidental, you know, because if YouTube's really good at algorithms, if it, there's no reason why sometimes I'm suggesting one of my shows to a uh, a friend or a family member and I'm like, oh, I'll send you the link to that show I did with that guest. I'm putting in the exact title of that show, like the name of the, the podcast, the name of the guest, and I can't find it. And I'm like, wait, why is this not coming up? Uh, like, why am I getting these other things? I'm like, this, YouTube and Google, they're, they're supposed to have the most advanced algorithms, like some of the best search engines. And yet I can't find the exact the video, even though I'm putting in the exact title. Like, it, it it's not it's not accidental, you know? So it's... um. You know, it, it was scary when you saw people like Rogan just say things like, hey, you know, like if you're young and you're healthy, I don't see why you should get the vaccine. It was he said that during the, the conversation he had with Dave Smith and all of a sudden there's headlines, clickbait headlines everywhere saying Joe Rogan's anti-vaxxer. You know, it's like and what does that do when you see how quickly they jump down his throat for something that is as innocent as that? It, it, it makes a lot of people who read those headlines think like holy shit i better watch what i say or i'm going to be the next headline because i said something that was anti the vaccine or uh, or whatever so it well, just well that's the other issue self censorship you know yeah um, that's why i don't it, do it i yeah. i let people say what they want when they want when people come on my show when they say hey do you want me are you on youtube do you want me to tiptoe around this or i'm like no no talk the way we talk i'm like i don't if i get kicked off youtube i get kicked off youtube but when people listen to my show they're going to know it's a real organic conversation it's two people i hit record it's two people talking just like your show you know it's two people talking it's organic and that's what people like about it because we're not selling them anything we're not it's like we're talking for an hour. We're talking for two hours. Well, guess what? Like you get a pretty good idea of who we are as people within an hour or two. Like you hear somebody talk, you hear enough episodes of an hour or two, uh, you know, of show every, every episode's an hour or two. You hear enough episodes, you're going to be like, you know what? I kind of get a feeling that this person's pretty organic. They're, they're the real deal. They're not trying to sell me something. They seem like when they make a mistake, they're honest about it. Uh, they seem like real people that I can, that I can trust that when they're, giving me their perspective it's there's no other things going on behind the scenes they don't have any other agendas and uh, and people that's exactly what people like people like those organic conversations so when you're self-censoring one you're going to come off kind of fake because you're going to be it's going to sound like you're tiptoeing around certain things and two you're, you're basically helping them because instead of censoring you now you're censoring yourself they don't even have yeah. to censor you you know so it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me i I did that, you know, especially towards the end of the the YouTube run, uh, in an effort to try to, you know, 
being in line with their guidelines and all this bullshit. In the end, it didn't and I work. Get that. I, and, I, I get that 100%. Like, somebody like you, your YouTube channel is growing at a, a real drastic rate. Uh, uh, is most of your listeners on YouTube? Or a lot of people? Or is mo- that where you're lying? No, that's what I wish. And I had been pushing my, my podcast, you know, my Spotify and all that shit for the longest time. And the podcast following is, is just a fraction, man. The YouTube was where it was at, man. Like I said, yeah, I was... Every- routinely getting 300 or more you know people on the live stream and that, that was without a guest if i would get a good guest i was hitting you know the 600 mark concurrent viewers for a channel with 5000 subs man that's pretty pretty impressive shit man but i was getting babysat by google you know they'd come in and delete live chat comments and all this bullshit but i i knew something was going on at the very end because they started shadow banning some of my content um when I was fighting the copyright strikes, I told him, look, these six copyright strikes are coming from one individual with nearly 700,000 subs. It's a coordinated hit to try to take me out in one swipe. And, you know, the YouTube rep, which was crazy that I, I even got to communicate with one, said, oh, shit, man, it looks like a lot of crazy shit's going on. Uh, we're going to get the investigative unit, uh, you know, YouTube's investigative unit to check it out. And that kind of did freak me out because I know I cover cons- conspiracies and shit. So, oh, fuck, man. It's going to be a good chance that I get taken out. And uh, and I just said, well, shit, if I go down and he goes down, <laughs> it's a win-win. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, nothing happened to him. Dude, they say when you file false copyright strikes, it, you're in danger of getting, you know, reverse strikes on your channel. Not a single fucking thing happened to him. So... You know, a lot of people that follow me are like, oh, he's protected, man. That's why he can cover Maxwell Epstein shit. While everyone else gets kicked off, uh, he can do it all day, all night, you know. And just a lot of weird shit, man. Um, but towards the end, I just said, you know what, fuck this shit. Again, going back to the self-censorship. I, I got tired of it, man. And so I still have two backup channels on YouTube. Um one with, you know, about 1,500 subs, the other one, like, right around 600. So I could easily stream on those channels, but even before I lost both of my channels, my big channels, I said, fuck YouTube. You know, let, I'm going to start streaming on Odyssey just in case anything happens. And what I was telling, you know, my followers, I go, come over here. Um, if we're not wanted somewhere, why should we, you know... Why should I keep going back there and then self-censoring myself even more just to appease YouTube? Fuck this shit. Let's move on where we are wanted, where we can say what we, you know, we want to say, speak our fucking minds on COVID or whatever the hell we want to talk about. And that's what I've been doing, man. And there's been a, a trickle of people coming over little by little. It's just a pain in the ass. So, you know, the people that have come over, I love them to death. They're the hardcore of the hardcore because... I would venture to say probably 99% of them had never even heard of Odyssey, you know? And so you've got to make an account, changes and easy, like you were talking about earlier. Um, And one thing I was telling these folks is, look, I understand it's convenience, you know, the the ease of use of of YouTube, the interface is nice and sleek. Sometimes you got to sacrifice that kind of shit and... We're going to sacrifice all the bells and whistles for actual freedom of speech, you know? And so 
I don't know. I, I think I'm going to start rebuilding from here and see what happens. I'm also thinking maybe even doing my own website and then uh, live streaming from there. You know, that way it's all decentralized, no terms of service bullshit, any of that stuff, you know. Uh, I've been looking into DLive protocol. I don't know if you heard of that. Uh, but uh, apparently it has a nice live, you know, like if you wanted to live stream, it's got the live chat integrated. And you just put that feed into your website and there is no terms of service. You can do whatever the fuck you want. And the only problem is it's only available on uh, Windows right now. So you have to only you can only see it on, on a desktop. Uh, apparently, they're still working on it and it's a blockchain type of deal. So eventually they're going to roll out some mobile. Uh, you know, they're going to go to Mac next and then try to work on some mobile devices. Once that gets rolled out, dude, I'm, I might just go to the personal website route, you know? Yeah, a, a lot of people are doing that, and I'm all for doing your own website and stuff like that. But unfortunately, it is one of those things where if, you know, you hear Sam Tripley talk about it, you hear James Corbett talk about, like, oh, just go to the website, go to people's websites. And it, I get it. Like, if you're a hardcore fan, if I'm a big fan of you know, what is truth podcast. If I'm a big fan of grand theft world, if I'm a big fan of James Corbett, last American vagabond, I'm going to go to those websites. I have no problem typing in those URLs, but like, there's a lot of people that won't be exposed to new researchers, new thinkers, new podcasters, yeah. because there's not a platform where you're, you know, you're getting suggestions and you're, and you're seeing other new shows that you might not be aware of. So uh, I, you know, unfortunately, I just, I just think that Odyssey, Rockfin, whatever it may be, BitChute, those, those are the best platforms. You know, having a place like that, you know, because I don't know where people are are, are finding out about my show. I doubt iTunes or, or Spotify suggesting my podcast to people, but I, I just use everything. I use Twitter, Instagram, Float, Parler. You know, I, I try to have a little bit of a presence everywhere, hoping that people will find my show. Then they just subscribe to the RSS feed on whatever app they use, because that way they're getting my show directly from me. They don't need a middleman. But it's still, you know, these other platforms are still necessary so I can little by little, you know, get people's attention. And then the networking helps, you know, like, yeah. uh, you know, you, you have people on, you know, you have guests on. They share the show on on their you know, uh, Instagram or their Twitter or whatever. And, and next thing you know, you, you know, you're networking and their fans get exposed to your work. So I think that that helps a lot too. I think when I first started doing the show, uh, that helped quite a bit, you know, just doing shows with James Corbett, doing shows with Sam Tripoli, doing shows with, uh, certain guests that, that helped kind of build my show because some of their uh, every time they, Dude, you helped me out, man, I got Daniele Bolelli, uh, Gerard Williams, yeah, those are, I, I you, heard actually both those you interviews. Up, yeah, man. that was awesome. Yeah, man, I'm trying to get James Corbett. He he responded to one email and then he went on vacation. So <laughs> maybe you can help me out with that guy. Yeah, uh, James is James is awesome. He's uh, believe me, I struggle to. He, it's it's funny. He's so I, busy, I don't know man. He's oh yeah, he's so busy. Well, I I feel like before he was a little easier to book, and and now he's gotten so busy that it just I think COVID the whole 2020 thing has really motivated him to. It's like. A lot of times if you're talking about historical things, if you're talking about, 
certain topics. You don't feel like it needs to be released immediately, but like yeah. a lot of the stuff that he's doing now, if it's a you current know, if it's, events, yeah, yeah, if it's current events, if it's about solutions, if it's you know, it's stuff that he wants to release like ASAP. So you know, I, I feel like it, it makes him a, a little stricter with his schedule. Uh, and and I know we're talking to Brock. Brock West, who does his video editing, you know, he's the same way. He's getting busier because he's doing all uh, James's videos and he's doing also some work for The Last American Vagabond. But I think, yeah, many of us have gotten busier. Dude, I got a hold of Burmis today. Oh, did you, oh he's well, awesome. Yeah, I, I'm trying to stay away from name dropping. I don't like that shit, you know, so I know you helped me out and I can't thank you enough for that. But I think it's kind of cheesy when people, hey, you know, I know this guy, you know, come on my yeah. show. It's just cheesy as fuck. I don't and I'm trying to stay away from that and just do my own shit. And then yeah. I, Jason finally got back to me. I did inherit a uh, a Twitter with almost 11k followers. <laughs> oh, nice. So I I messaged him through that account and I got a message from Burmis today. So he said he's down. So then then I'm like, oh, all right, I got got a podcast tonight with a uh, Ricky. So. I didn't use it right up front, but I think sometimes people are a little wary when you're anonymous too. You know, like who the fuck is this guy? You know. Yeah, I, I feel like. It, do you feel? I, I was going to ask you about that. Like, I'm staying way, anonymous, bro, because there, you know, you know who I am, you, you know, and all that shit. And uh, <laughs> it just, especially after this whole fiasco with that wood, bro. There's this one fucking Looney Tune. Remember I was telling you on Twitter, she she tweets about working for the fucking. In her, one of her Twitter feeds, she said something about, like, the best way to mess with conspiracy theories is to spread disinformation and blah, blah, blah. This fucking Looney Tune bitch, man, uh, has, like, 60 different YouTube accounts, um, makes all these videos about me. She's made videos that, oh, what is truth is under investigation by the IRS. What is truth beats his wife and kids. What is truth, you know, makes all this fucking shit, bro. And she's contact, she's been trying to contact guests. So, unfortunately, I can't even fucking advertise when I have someone. See, like, I could have advertised you, but I hadn't uh, got a confirmation because, I, already, you know, we've already got that history. But whenever I want to advertise, like, someone big to get more traffic, I can't do it. Because the fucking Looney Tune will contact them and start spreading all this bullshit. You know? So... It's been a fucking headache dealing with this, man. And then these extra players, you know, that <laughs> just come out of nowhere. Do you feel like going at, at Sean kind of like it hurt you a little bit, even though because I feel like it, it brought a little traffic or probably brought a lot of traffic. It, it did. Because you were shining a light on his personality that a lot of people weren't aware of. Like, you know, you were you were talking about stuff and and kind of exposing stuff that a lot of people, you know, they've never even heard that narrative uh but now looking back are you like fuck man like, no 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 it was good also? it was good man because i did grow covering that shit and i eventually end up dying i mean try to look at what is truth podcast on youtube just search it when you get a chance fucking scrubbed out of existence bro and that's what they wanted man but the good thing is i got all that interview the dude listen to the cameraman interview that i did um the ending is one of the most epic endings to a fucking podcast you will ever hear, bro. I'm not hyping it up. <laughs> so, I'll just fucking, spoiler alert. Um, I'm talking to this guy. He wouldn't answer any of my questions. We, You know, my followers started, it became kind of a little viral meme in the community. Like, 
when you don't know the answer to a question, you just all you have to say is, "Oh, I don't know. I'm just a cameraman." And uh, every time I would ask him specific shit, "Oh, I don't know. I'm just a cameraman." And uh, he kept trying to find out my identity because that's what uh, Sean wanted. And uh, towards the very end, bro. Well, before he got on the show, he twitters me or he DMs me that he's gonna have a social worker uh, speaking on behalf of the prostitute, which is completely illegal. What social worker is going to get on a fucking podcast and talk about the medical information of of a, of a guest, you know, of a client of theirs? Bullshit. Well, towards the end of the podcast, the dude's getting frustrated because, you know, he he's I made him into a fool. You know, profession. I did it professionally. I wasn't clowning him too hard, but he ended up looking like a clown. You towards the end, you just hear some rummaging going around. The dude gets his phone snatched. We, we, and this dude with a deep ass voice sounds like a fucking movie villain goes, Brava, Brava, who are you? You know, like, he starts calling me counterintelligence, a uh, fucking some kind of black ops operative. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? We had like 300 plus people in the live chat. Everyone fucking lost it, man. One of the most epic endings ever. So, you know, after that, the fucking meme started. We started calling the cameraman Mr. Nipple Clamps because he was probably chilling next to that guy, you know, with a leather leash, nipple clamps, wearing a muzzle, getting his phone snatched, all that bullshit. But, uh, yeah, man, in retrospect, it was worth it, man. I mean, ended up getting some awesome, awesome followers, man, some hardcore ones that had it not been for that, I probably would not have... a accumulated you know i had been working on my podcast for a while you know prior to this and that ability helped me hone my podcasting skills uh get some guests that i don't think i would have had you know i ended up getting billy moore who uh had an awesome life story i ended up becoming friends with brian harvey who made me that intro jingle uh i think i was telling you a little bit before we went on but he uh he was a a member of a e17 which was big 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 time group in the early 90s and he's been down the rabbit hole talking you know spreading truth bombs um and in the uk he's still you know he can walk in the uk and he's still well known you know he's that big and he's my homie man you know uh me and him talk and just like a friend you know what i mean and uh so it's shit like that that wouldn't have ever transpired had i not been following this shit you know what i mean so I don't regret it, man. I would have done it again. It's just I didn't realize how much of a fucking headache it, it was going to turn out to be. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy, you, man. <laughs> you, you kind of uh, you, you didn't. You want to talk about like not pulling punches? I mean, you uh, you didn't pull any punches, and you went after somebody who had a, a huge following. So I mean, I give you a lot of credit for having the balls to, to do that when, when you know that he has a huge platform, he has a big following, and uh, like. Uh, it seems obvious, like you said, it, it's, it seems like he has some pull behind the scenes, too, to, to kind of harass you and, and give you a hard time. Um, I mean, do, do you do you feel like he's justifying it by saying, well, he harassed me, so uh, let me harass him and make it even? Well, I, I asked him many times to come on my podcast, man, and he wouldn't do it. He had the, the prostitute that was involved, who ended up uh, going to uh, 
prison for a few months for uh, vehicular manslaughter, bro. And uh, so that was another copyright strike that he fucking hit me, bro. Check this one out. Uh, he interviews he interviews this, this uh, woman from prison. And uh, she's sitting there. And he, he probably did like a video conference call with her. And they're talking about me and Brian Harvey. And they're Atwood just laughing. Oh, look at these mentally... Uh, mentally ill trolls and all this shit laughing having a good time when he's talking about defamation and and slander and all this bullshit he's calling us crazy looney tunes so i did what oh and what happened was the video wasn't posted on his channel he posted it on a channel with only like 200 subs at the time and i obviously wanted to do a response video to that shit and the response video was on my odyssey I did a response video and I pretty much hammered the point. I go, these guys are having a good time laughing, calling us mentally ill. What about the fucking person you killed? Why don't you guys ever mention any GoFundMe for that uh, person's family? You know, all that shit made some damning fucking points. Dude, I put the video up. Well, the a few days after that video came out on that 200 subscriber channel, the video was gone. I was like, oh, well, good thing I recorded it. So I did a response video, bro. I did a response video. Within about an hour and a half, the video came down due to copyright strike. And from Sean Atwood. And then, you know, when I don't know if you ever gotten copyright strikes, but it says it's supposed to source where the video came from. The fucking, that little um, section of where the video, you know, that they were referencing was copyright stricken. It said videos deleted. I'm like, well, this is going to be an easy one to fucking battle because there's no fucking source, you know? And anyways, it was a reaction video. And that's what I, I played with uh, YouTube. I go, this is a reaction video. If this shit is illegal, then every other fucking reaction video on YouTube should be taken down. I didn't cuss. I didn't do anything in that reaction video that warranted, you know, any any bullshit. Uh, that shit got overturned. It's just, dude, all the copyright strikes that he hit me with were fucking bullshit, bro. From you using pictures that they gave me permission to use, uh, reaction videos, all that shit, dude. Six strikes, man. But, eh, it's a, it's, it's a chapter. I still got all the backed up videos on Odyssey, thankfully, you know. And so, it'll... When people people want to look it up, my buddy's still up on YouTube, and he's got ten thousand subs, bro. We grew, we started at the same time. I got five thousand, he got ten thousand, and uh, he's still up there. And he was, he's always been a little bit more cautious than I. You know, I'm a little bit more boisterous, a little bit more loud, um, unhinged, if you will. <laughs> and he's a little bit more measured, but uh, he's still there. But like I said, dude, the shitty thing is I'm pretty much scrubbed off of YouTube, so. That's what it is, man. But onto greener and better pastures. I know Brett Weinstein, when I heard Brett Weinstein coming over to Odyssey, that was a big boost, man, because I think that's going to bring another, you know, because for the most part in Odyssey, it seems to be like right leaning, I guess, ideologically. And uh, to have someone like Brett Weinstein, you know, that gives another variety of, of an audience. And so. He's already got, what, 40,000 subs on Odyssey, which is pretty freaking awesome, man. Um, so I'm excited, man. I, I, it's 
that YouTube shit I'm done. Self-censorship. Fuck that shit. I want to speak my mind now. And uh, just keep doing my thing. But I agree with you, man. Everything that you just said uh, previous to my little rant. That uh, you still need to use these other platforms to grow. That's why I still have those backup channels. And anytime I have a YouTube-friendly guest, that's where I plan on streaming from. But uh, those YouTube-friendly guests are probably going to be far and few in between, man. Because this conspiracy shit is more up my alley, man. Yeah, and and what... You know, the whole shot and that one thing is pretty interesting. <laughs> Just, I, I find it fascinating because he does come off as a very clean-cut guy on YouTube. <laughs> Watch and, my videos, bro. <laughs> but, so, you, you definitely shine a different light on him but w w like what what do you think was like though because i did i obviously didn't follow it i'll try to give you the YouTube. cliff's notes version real yeah, quick yeah like man. so what, what makes him like if he is a scumbag what makes him a scumbag? The scumbag so he built his whole backstory the more so we've dug into his whole backstory everything dude pretty much everything that he has said regarding this prison sentence and story is all bullshit bro uh, that was another video where he threatened to lawsuit me. He made this video on Christmas Day dude, that he sent over to me that he was going to lawsuit me <laughs> for defamation. <laughs> but, you know, he always comes out that he uh, he's his ecstasy kingpin. Well, he went to and one of my videos has I put the criminal charges on there because, dude, we back up everything we fucking say, man. Uh, his criminal charges say that he went to prison for he was basically a low-level meth dealer. But on his show, he talks about being a kingpin of ecstasy. Talks about run, you know, getting in a beef street turf with uh, Sammy the Bull. Sammy the Bull's on the record saying, I don't even know who this fucking dude is. You know, like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> you know, Sammy, look up that YouTube clip, Sammy the Bull on well, Sean he, Atwood. Well, Atwood, he was, uh, I think, if, if I remember correctly, he was interviewed on London Real some years ago, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, he, he's been on all these uh, characters' podcasts. And uh, his whole and backstory, dude, he talks about Xena, this uh, transvestite and prisoner that could bench press like 500 pounds that was protecting him. And then his whole story of T-Bone, do you know that story? He has a story about, th this one's real fucking good, bro, and this is, this touches on the whole scumbag thing this t-bone character in his books he talks about you know it was a six foot five six foot six giant black dude that uh had his back in prison and uh just like the fucking green mile you ever watch that movie the green mile bro he ripped that story he pretty much plagiarized that entire story there's no fucking record of this t-bone character ever existing and Sean Atwood made him a GoFundMe. The fucking GoFundMe raised 18,000 pounds, bro. 18,000 pounds is what in dollars? That's like 20 Gs, man. Where where did that money go for? Go, uh, go to. That's a lot of fucking dough, man. And I got a hold of... And this guy has to be anonymous, so I don't want to say his ass in case Sean's listening, but... I got a hold of a... Uh, journalist that did a piece on Sean Atwood and the T-Bone story and the dude I go hey can I ask you some questions about that interview with Sean Atwood and he goes I'll tell you who it is off the air but I I asked him and I go 
how do you how do you know that T-Bone character was real? Because in the article, the way the article's written, it makes it sound like this is a real person. And so I asked him, I go, how did how were you answering questions? How you know, how were you communicating with this guy? Because that's what the journalist was saying. Well, I, I was communicating with T-Bone. I go, did you ever see pictures of this guy, video feed? Did you talk to him over the phone? No, no, no. I just sent questions over to Atwood, Atwood forwarded to T-Bone. I go, bro. That's not fucking evidence that that guy even ever existed, man. Uh, so there's no fucking evidence of this T-Bone character, but there's $20,000 raised for him. Where did that money go? Same thing when he made the GoFundMe for the uh, for this prostitute, which was his lover. You know, that's one thing that a lot of people forget. He videotaped her, dude. He did some Pornhub shit with her. And uh, after he had said that she had... Uh, she was autistic and had all these mental issues and whatnot. And he was banging her out. And he had these, there's this uh, website, it's called Adult Work, where it's kind of like a, a hooker website, you know? And she was charging 1,200 pounds a night. And the reviews there were, you know, there was people reviewing, like, oh, yeah, man, that thing stunk like fish and all kinds of crazy shit. But we took pictures of all that. And all those naked ass pictures of her showing her ass and pussy and everything, dude, butt ass naked, uh, were taken in his house. You know where he does his little um, Maxwell videos? Right there, dude. Um, and he's never addressed it. He likes to talk about the other parts of it, but he never addresses the part why she was butt ass naked. Um, but he ended up raising 5,000 pounds, or I'm sorry, 5,500 pounds. I... And supposedly the money was supposed to help her find a place to live and all that shit. I interviewed the landlady. The landlady gets on my show and the shit she was telling me, you know, drug deals going on, uh, the neighbors just complaining. They left the place like shit. And she only ended up getting maybe not even not even half of that 5500 which was raised to help her pay the rent so they only paid not even half of that and the landlord was left with a big ass mess to pay she was pissed man uh she and she actually came on my show a couple of times so i have those on my odyssey as well those two videos with the landlady and the cameraman um are pretty damning and so those are the scummy things, you know, building these fake ass GoFundMes, making up stories. So he's made a career on his prison stories and all this shit, but his stories are all fake, man. Um, that's the scummy part. He's built his platform on bullshit lies. Lie after fucking lie after fucking lie. And that's the scummy part. Now, how he has come after myself and my Scottish homie is below the belt kind of shit. Filing these illegal copyright strikes because we're putting his ass on blast, uh, censoring us, having all these fucking clowns. Dude, I'm telling you, that's why I said it's it's been a conspiracy within a conspiracy. Um, all these fucking weirdos coming out, straight up declaring that they were going to cancel us. And they were claiming to YouTube that we were cyberbullying them, even though we were just calling out their bullshit. And when does... If you get bullied... And your bully moves to a different state. 
If you move to that state, are you really the victim of cyberbullying? These motherfuckers have now come over to Odyssey and are complaining to Odyssey that I need to be taken off this platform. They're complaining to fucking Spotify. They're just trying. He's basically trying to. Because I still have all the material, you know, it's all my shit's backed up. What he's trying to do is get me deplatformed so all my shit just goes away. And that's. You couple all that shit together in a nutshell. There's so much more to it, but in a nutshell, it's all that all those scummy things put together that makes them a fucking piece of shit in my in my opinion. I could be wrong, but <laughs> that's in a nutshell how I look at it. Yeah, it's a uh, it's amazing that how big his YouTube channel got just talking about Epstein. It seems like Epstein was kind of like the COVID thing. Like every once in a while, there's a big story. And then certain content creators will end up just blowing up because of it. I mean, the COVID thing made the union of the unwanted. If there wasn't the censorship due to the whole COVID thing, then there would be no union of the unwanted, or at least it wouldn't have happened as quickly or when it happened. Yeah. Uh, you see, like Whitney Webb, when the Epstein thing happened, uh, her popularity, everybody wanted, oh, even though she's, she yeah. was a journalist forever. No. Uh, she's done other stories on, on other topics. Well, Burmese. Pretty much yep. everyone got got pretty big off of that too, but he just kind of skyrocketed more than than well, a lot of people. Well, Burmese was around back in the nine eleven. Dude, nine eleven. Yeah, that's how I, yeah. I I found out about him. That's how I knew about him was you yeah. know, way back then. It, it was it was that story, and then uh, yeah, and Whitney was. It seems like you start seeing a lot more interviews with her d during the Epstein thing because she, she was just doing. Dude, she was an encyclopedia man when yeah. it comes to Epstein. It, it's still she is literally the the female version of like James Corbett. How do those two remember all the names and dates and information <laughs> yeah, off of my mind? Like I, I off mean, the top they, of the dome, dude. No, no looking at notes. Nothing, man. It's it's crazy. They're talented. Yeah. Man. Sometimes I'm curious. I'm like, do they have something in the background? Are they reading off something? Because I'm like, this is unbelievable. I'm a, but maybe it's just because I'm incapable of doing it, so it's, I have a hard time believing it. But I mean, I guess it makes sense. Like, if you have some information in the background, like you could pull something up to kind of refresh your memory. Uh, but you know, a lot of times when I have guests on, I you know they if they do ask me what we're gonna talk about. Uh, most of the time, either one, I, I, I give them some some possibilities that we never end up bringing up anyways, or t uh, two, like I tell them, like, I'm not sure, like, I'm just going to keep it casual and just see where it goes. Uh, so, you know, you, you really can't prepare that much for that anyways. So it's just no. when when you can go on all these other uh, tangents and go down these rabbit holes and, and they always seem to have some really interesting information and they seem to remember the information. It, it's always mind boggling. I mean, I'm much better of remembering what I learned from the information than the information itself. You know, like if you go down a rabbit hole or you're doing some research, uh, you find out one piece of information, then you find out another piece of information. You start connecting those dots in your brain and then it's like, okay, yeah, this is the conclusion I have. But and then if somebody asks me like, hey, like, do you can can you, you know, give me those specifics? Sometimes I'll struggle for the specifics, but I'll know where the specifics took me. And, and then I can give you the conclusion. And um, which you, you brought up Daniele Bignelli. I've said this multiple times on my show because I think it's it's a, a really important thing to kind of think about in regards to information. Daniele Bignelli would always say remembering information for information's sake is pointless like no how does it benefit my you know my perspective on the world or my perspective on myself and better understand uh me as a person like if it's just 
regurgitating information, names and dates with uh, with no real reason, with no real uh, connection to reality or uh, or anything, then it's like, what good is it? You know, and and that's the thing. You can sound really smart. You can sound really intelligent by just regurgitating information. But if you don't know why that inf- information is important or how it's important, then who cares? You know, then yeah. you're just, you know, you're basically just regurg- you're, you're regurgitating. You're just, it doesn't mean anything. That's I think when we say, you know, some people are book smart, some people are street smart. That's kind of what we're highlighting. We're highlighting the idea that the book smart person is really good at just me- memorizing, memorizing shit. Yeah. And, and the, the street smart guy is good at problem solving and maybe getting into a situation and then understanding how to get out of it. And, and those it's just the different life experiences too, man. Um, yeah, you know, I, I come I come from the streets myself, and it's been humbling, you know, that I've been able to grow my channel. I've always wanted to do the whole podcasting. I just, I don't know, I was like, who's going to want to listen to my ghetto ass? And uh, just kept at it, man, and just immersing myself, even though I didn't graduate from college, man, immersing myself in all kinds of knowledge, man, learning all shit that interests me. You know, that's the biggest thing. Uh, kind of relating to just knowing shit just for the fuck of it what good is it gonna do um so i I prefer to learn about stuff that i actually care about that actually interests me so that way that way when i convey it people hear that same enthusiasm coming out of me man like when i had daniela bolelli man that was that was one of my favorite favorite podcasts same thing with gerard williams man freaking awesome man these you know and i kept Wanting to pinch myself, man. I'm like, here's this kid, man, from from the streets of L.A., and I'm talking to these, you know, these big names, man, and it's it's fucking humbling. But you know, even talking, I heard you on your your podcast today that you released today. I was I got to about an hour and change uh, before we got on the air. I listened to it on my way home, and you know, you guys did bring up the whole history thing, man. Like when you look at history, it's even it gets hard to under try to figure out what's truth from from fiction you know history gets changed and you don't know if you're getting secondhand information third-hand information and that was one of the questions i asked daniele bolelli i go i go when you look at history man and you see all this shit like do you sometimes wonder if what you studied you know is the is the true history or you know what and you know it was awesome to hear his his response to it you know and he answered it as candidly as he could you know he's a that's what he has his degree in he's you know he he's a phd in that in that field and he even said yeah man there's i'm sure there's times where we can get things wrong you know and so it's just trying to piece the stuff together the best you can and and try to put together the best inferences of of the situation but we're living through that now you know i I, I 1984 man covid 1984 god damn it you bring up a important point that I brought up with uh, my conversation with Dr. Robert Malone because, and, and it's something that I, I've said on other episodes talking about how people t- talk about, oh, you know, when people are being pro-vaccine, you know, what's the typical argument you hear? Oh, we don't have this disease because of vaccines. We don't have that disease because of vaccines. Vaccines is the reason why this doesn't exist anymore. Why people aren't dying of that? And for a while, you know, you'd always kind of push back and like, oh, that's not true because you'd always hear these stories and you hear researchers who kind of uh, would show these graphs about how 
the herd immunity was already in action before the vaccine was even given out to the public. So it's like, you know, the vaccine's getting all the credit, but really, you know, naturally the disease was just going away. And you're like, okay, yeah, that's a that's a possibility. But because I'm I'm naturally or, or typically not a pro-vaccine person, I'm gonna go with the fact that it was herd immunity. It wasn't a vaccine. But I'll keep my mind open and I'll, I'll uh, explore the possibility that maybe it, there's some circumstances, there's going to be some examples where maybe the vaccine did do some some good to for for humanity. So having you know having lived through 2020 and then looking at how 2020 and 2021 and these upcoming years are going to be perceived in history, you can kind of see how you can give the credit to a vaccine and how you can trick everybody into believing the vaccine is what basically eliminated the virus because you're hearing it now. It's like, oh, cases are going down or that's going down because of the vaccine. It's like before there was even um, that many vaccines given given out. I mean, the, the numbers were already going down drastically. Obviously, all the conversation with the PCR tests there, you know, 35 or more cycles, you're getting tons of false positives. There is all this uh, reporting and, and obvious uh, inflation of numbers. So now all you had to do was like tone down the inflation of numbers, tone down the cycles of the PCR test, all that type of stuff. Um, and, and also so many people already had it. So there was, you know, you have to believe that there's some type of herd immunity already in the process. And and now you, you, you think about it 10 years from now, 20 years from now, with all the censorship, with all the. Uh, you know, all, all the people who really had a alternative perspective on what was going on being suppressed on all the major platforms and with ob obviously Big Pharma and the media all being in cahoots and working together. If my kids or future generations want to look back and say, hey, let me do some research, because like somebody like like Daniele Benelli, what does he do when he does research for uh, his history on fire podcast? He goes back. He he reads some books. He also does some research online, I'm sure. So what information is he finding? The information yeah. that he finds is going to dictate the the way he perceives that historical event. Well, that's exactly what's going to happen in the future. People are going to be misled to believe that the vaccine's the reason we got past 2020, yeah. the reason why things got back to normal. You said and that people, today. Yeah. Yeah. With and, and the people living through it, right? The people who are actually living through it, Realize. They're not going to hear your podcast, my podcast. No, they're not. They're going to do research. none of that shit. They're, they're going to do research and they're going to find MSNBC, Fox News, CNN, all the yep. major, major yep. platforms. And they're going to say, oh, you know, once we start rolling out the vaccine, you know, numbers start going down. And then people who live through it are going to say, yeah, they're not talking about the PCR test. They're not talking about people like Dr. Scott Jensen, who was auditing, uh, you know, uh, deaths in his state and found out that car accidents and all these other uh, things were being labeled as uh, as COVID deaths. And, and you know, you're not going to find the clip of Dr. Burks during a press conference <laughs> at the height of all this, admitting that they're calling people who died with the virus and by the virus as yeah. the same thing, which is just basically admitting that they're, you know, just increasing the numbers uh, of deaths. So you're not going to hear the the or you're not going to find the videos of Carrie Mullins who who created the PCR test talking about Dr. Fauci or talking about 
you know, what his test is actually for, and it's not for finding a disease or to decide that somebody's sick. Uh, so you're not going to find any of this information. So you can kind of paint the picture as you want, and you can create the illusion of what happened. And that's why, you know, so many times I hear these alternative perspectives on history, and I'm just like, you know what, before I dismiss it, I'm like, let me look into it. Yeah. I remember Gerard Wilms is a perfect example. Another oh, person, man. You know, we, yeah. we both talked to because I and I'm sure you probably have heard me say this before. But, you know, he was one of those people where when I ran into his work and somebody as credible as him had like no doubt in his mind that Hitler didn't die in, in, uh, in Germany. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Wait, what? Let me look into this. And then you look into it and you find out, like like he was saying, you go to Argentina, there's tons of books written about um, Hitler making making it to Argentina. There's tons of researchers and historians that say these things. Unfortunately, the mainstream historians, the mainstream researchers still act like that story's true, that he died in Germany, even though if you look into it, there's zero evidence that there's For any truth to that, yeah. you know, well, which boggles my mind, which shows how, how, how you can easily keep repeating a lie or keep repeating something well, that's, that's what joseph Goebbels said you know the the famous the nazi yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah you repeat a lie enough it becomes the truth and you know funny you bring up gerard williams and i love the man of death freaking awesome but that was one of the interesting questions that i brought up to <laughs> i was drinking some beers but I thought i'd ask him some questions that he hadn't been asked before but i was like dude because i know he doesn't really follow any other conspiracies man but that right there is one of the bigger conspiracies, and he's you know he helped uh, debunk the myth of Hitler, and yet when it comes to other stuff, he's kind of yeah you know I've got my COVID shot and this and that. I'm like, it, it's kind of mind-boggling sometimes. Like, dude, come on, man. Like, but at the same time, I don't blame him. You know, it's when you've been in the system too long, you know, you just I, I don't think you can help it. You know, it's it's kind of hard to take a glad you know take a second look sometimes but you know he was able to do it with the whole hitler story which which is awesome but you know you know what i'm trying to say like when it comes to other stuff it's kind of like oh you know the mainstream narrative type of deal and uh isn't uh, it but, funny how many people are, are like that though because yeah, I, I, yeah. I, i've had this conversation a few times and i'm sure sometimes on the podcast i can't remember if i how many, if i've had this conversation on the podcast but i'm sure i have where like noam chomsky is a perfect example of this too like you get these people that are oh, actually noam chomsky is one but he, uh because uh, he he's completely dismisses the whole 9-11 thing like he dismisses uh, but yet yeah he'll go he'll go deep into the rabbit deep. hole propaganda yeah yep. engineering weapons of mass destruction lie yep. all that yeah, bullshit well, but you, well, it's right in front of you bro <laughs> come yeah, on it, it's it's almost like i don't know if it's his, like his political perspectives or some type of other ideologies are in play and then having some influence on the way he looks at that specifically but i mean everybody there's a lot well, of daniel hopsucker you know Daniel Hopsucker, right? That name's not so familiar. Yeah, Daniel, I think I follow him he Twitter. did <laughs> he did he did a, a thing on Muhammad Atta and you know the lead hijacker nine eleven. Fucking awesome, awesome documentary. Uh, he did it in two thousand two, so one year after nine eleven. He interviewed Muhammad Atta's girlfriend. She was a stripper because you know the media tried to portray him as a religious devout Muslim. He was like, this guy wasn't a devout Muslim. Dude was doing cocaine and hanging out with strippers. And, dude, his documentaries fucking... God, one of the best 9-11 documentaries out there. But then when 
people try to ask him if he's, you know, well, 9-11 was an inside job for sure, right? He goes, no, 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 no. It was extremist Muslims that brought him down. Like, what the fuck? You just did this badass documentary. And you, you know, I don't know, man. I, I don't get it, dude. I try to make sense of it. And I don't know, well, man. George Williams, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of things that I would probably disagree with him on. But but it doesn't make any sense because it's yeah. like if, if such a a big story and his, it, it's such a big historical event could be a lie. Yeah. Why would anything else be hard exactly, like, I man? I just don't understand. It's same thing with 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 uh, Noam Chomsky. Like it's same thing. Like if you can, uh, if you understand that the powers that be, the elite, can all collude to control p- people, manipulate people, lie to people. Why would 9-11 not be a part of that? Why would yeah, that yeah. not like it's? It, and I, I, I think I, it, it's one of those things that it just it's too recent in memory. You know, and I try to put myself in that perspective when I believe the official narratives. And I think this is what's going on with them um, is that it's in too recent memory. All that bad shit happened a long time ago. And a lot of times people just can't accept that the government is willing to sacrifice or even kill or put in harm's danger their own citizens for in what they view in their twisted as minds as the greater good. So if that means a few thousand need to die on September 11 to get us into Iraq, to get us into Afghanistan, then that's what needs to happen. You know what I mean? And they can't accept that there's people willing because they're good natured folks. They would never do something like that. So no one else would be willing. And that's where I think that's what blinds them. You know what I'm saying? They just can't accept that there are truly evil, sick fucks out there. Well, I've I've been saying that on the show, too, a lot about how like a lot of a lot of the religious people are the ones who have a easier time almost understanding what's going on, because when you believe in some, you know, some God or, or you believe in some spiritual uh, internal good, then you must believe, if you believe in good, you must believe in evil. So it's much easier for them to kind of digest this idea that there's actual evil people out there who are willing to do some of the worst things you can think of. But, you know, the, the average person, it's like, well, you, you figure like the, the Jeffrey Epstein story, once that became so popular and so public that you couldn't deny it and they couldn't deny what was going on and, and who was involved. You figured that was going to red pill a lot of people, but it, no. it it's amazing how such it a came a story, and went. Yeah. I mean, and, and some people, you know, the, the thing about, about a lot of the, the normies or people who, who, who deny conspiracy theories, a lot of times it, it boggles my mind how, even if you get them to accept one, they will deny the the next one. Yeah, JFK. Their- Look at the polls on JFK. The overwhelming majority of people will agree that we did not get the truth about JFK, and yet they'll dismiss everything else. <laughs> and and think about JFK. Uh, <laughs> JFK. Just uh, imagine if that. And I shouldn't say this because this is really, this is probably where I should self censor a little bit. Uh, I was going to say imagine. We're on Odyssey, if, baby. If, yeah, but I mean, just the idea, because I don't, I don't wish anybody harm to, to that extent. But I mean, imagine if something like that happened on a with a recent president uh, today, right? Like yeah. if somebody, if if somebody was on TV, 
you know, because now we ha- everybody has TV at home. There's live streaming everywhere. Imagine if a president was on TV, you know, in a parade or something like that, and we just see him get his head blown off. Like, yeah. just think about that. That's crazy to live through. I mean, yeah, it's crazy yeah. to think that. Traumatizing, that like that could, lifelong, bro. Yeah, I mean, if we saw that during our time, without a doubt, I mean, I my my whole world would shatter. I would, I would be like, what? How, how could this happen? And yeah. then to think about, like, okay, the guy who did it, okay, he ends up on camera saying, I'm a patsy. <laughs> and then he ends up being shot. Then the guy who, sh- who, who shoots who him shot, gets cancer. Him. Yeah, he gets some weird illness and dies in in in, in uh, prison. Uh, and and also is on camera saying, "I will tell you the truth if you get me out of here." Yeah, out of Dallas, and, get the yeah, fuck so out of here. So it's like it's like you couldn't make this shit up. No, and you you live through all that, and then and then of course the the president who gets shot, his brother who runs for president yeah, and, and robert gets has a mysterious you know robert kennedy uh gets gets shot by well, according to D- D. Juinio or what's his name you yeah, uh, uh james d eugenio J- yeah, yeah yeah i, I want to get him man it, maybe you can set me up with on a date yeah, with him because i can't i awesome. can't get any of his details but yeah according to him that one is the most glaring of all the the deaths you know whether it's malcolm x mlk uh, jfk he's saying the rfk one is the most open and shut case man that fucking foul play w- was afoot you know uh well, they have they have audio now that there's more gunshots than what you know rounds that the, he had yeah. in the gun i mean sirhan sirhan doesn't remember any of it he and then the even the autopsy they said it, it came from this angle and the autopsy proved that was a lie and just so many things don't fucking add up man and and that's the thing if if we know if the majority of people can come to terms that those two things were some type of cia mob collusion or some you know shadow government collusion uh to take out you know some politicians in the u.s like one w- could possibly be the next president one was the president and one and a very popular one like what I don't know how you can decide something else is unbelievable. Yeah. Like, how do you decide what's unbelievable? If that can happen, you know, like if you made a Denzel movie and you put Denzel, you know, as president and he gets uh, murdered and then the guy who murders him gets murdered, then the guy who murders him. Like, uh, that's him. bullshit. That would never happen in real life. Exactly. <laughs> we, we would be laughing about it. Like, oh, I, I love Denzel, but Jesus, like he should get a more realistic script. This is uh, yeah, completely yeah. unbelievable. 100%, you know? I, bro. Yeah, we would be laughing about like this is so unbelievable. And and it happened in real life. Yes. And well, it's the same thing like, with the Epstein shit. The fucking the, the fucking the uh what's his name? Fucking dude from Florida. Uh the district oh, attorney. Yeah. Oh yeah, this guy was definitely working for the intelligence agencies. And it didn't make a fucking blip in the fucking mainstream. I'm like, you motherfuckers, this guy just straight up said it. And, yeah, and no he one, basically admitted that it was like above his pay grade. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, and that and it didn't pop- make a blip on the news. I'm like, this guy's admitting there's other really powerful people, you know, involved in this. Yeah. And he, like you said, he openly talked about it and nobody's like, wait a minute. Nobody, well, did yeah, you just like, say that? Should, no yeah, one fucking questioned this. it, bro. 
No, because the people because the, the people who would investigate it are all in, a part of it. Yeah, man. So it's like yeah. who's gonna, you know, it, it's you know, what's that saying? Like the the wolf guarding the hen house. It's the same thing. Like who's protecting well, the hens from the wolf? Well, what's that? What's that fucking that blob? <sighs> what the? F- he, he was a Trump's guy that was supposed to be looking into the whole Epstein shit. The hell's his name? Not Bannon, the other, the other chubby guy. <laughs> There's quite a few. I don't that his dad on. wrote that book about like fucking having pedophile sex with aliens. Oh, it was it wasn't Bar, right? No, who was it? Uh, it was, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Bar. It was Bar. Uh, fucking William, Bill, is it Bill, William Bar? Yeah, William Bar gets on the news like, uh, yeah, we think some stuff looks a little bit uh interesting. Uh, we're gonna investigate this yes that's right i remember that <laughs> remember that yeah. and then nothing ever happened Nobody I, cares. for like, weeks like, no, for months just... and no one even asked me wait a minute william barr didn't you say you were gonna investigate it and let us know the findings nothing fucking came out of it well, man that's why when pe- it's when all horseshit that, bro like, pizza gate was uh debunked i'm like how do you debunk the pictures on Podesta's wall? Yeah. Because I'm like, you can't, how do you debunk the owner of Comet Pizzeria's uh, Instagram posts? I'm like, how do you debunk that? Because I don't care like who you are. Nobody looks at that and says, Hey, that looks kind of, that looks normal. There's nothing there. Like the average person will look at that and, and say, there's something weird about this person because I don't post shit like that. I don't I don't hang out with anybody who would post anything like that. I don't have paintings like that on the wall. Uh, I don't hang out with anybody who had... I, if I walked in somebody's house and they had paintings on the wall like that, I would tell my wife immediately, let's get the fuck out of here because yeah, you know, some weird shit's yeah. going to go down. Well, you know, that's, I, I would, that's the thing with Epstein, dude. He was hanging out with fucking everyone. And of course, everyone's going to say, oh, well, I didn't know. And yet his fucking island was Pedo Island and fucking Lolita Express and all that shit. But yet, a- every single person tied to him, uh, I didn't know. I-, I just didn't know. You know, I didn't know. Whitney Get Webb the did fuck out of here with of, that shit. Of, of course you fuckers Whitney. knew. Oh, yeah. Well, that well, that's the thing that boggles my mind. It's like, how do you, like, anytime somebody gets caught, like, Cosby or whoever, all of a sudden all the comedians start saying, "Yeah, we knew. Like we, we heard conversations yeah. about it. It was, you know, it was in the it was yeah. The, the rumors scene. were there. Yeah, there's you know. rumors were there. People were ch- were kind of chit chatting about it, but nobody openly yeah. publicly talked about it. Bullshit. So you figure if you're if you're Bill Gates, if you're you know whoever, whatever politician or scientist, you know, Alan both Dershowitz, sides, whatever, man. You know, all these I'm fuckers like, are dirty, man. You can't tell me that. Yeah, both sides. I mean. Uh, Trump. I mean, Trump openly said what that he, oh, he and he's known to like. Women yeah, on the younger he, side. he likes I women mean, on the younger side. Like, why? Where, where do you get that from? comment from, bro? Yeah. You well, knew you some impression? shit. You knew you some that, shit. Exactly. You don't. You don't get that impression because you didn't. You didn't know anything. I'm like, you, <laughs> you, 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 you just don't that. fucking talk about your homie liking young chicks, man. You don't Unless just fucking you have say. some reason to believe he likes young chicks. You know. What I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it's, well, then it, fucking it's, Clinton been on the fucking plane what twenty times. Yeah, oh yeah, I was just doing charity work. Service, I was just doing charity times. work. Yeah, get the fuck out of here, dude. And yeah. then fucking, what was that little fucking that dude that died with the computer geeky voice? Ah, uh, mm. Hawking. Hawking oh, yeah, fucking yeah. hung out with Epstein, bro. No one ever talks about that shit. <laughs> I mean, Hawking. Rogan, Rogan said it on his podcast, and uh, and I think he was talking about the Epstein story, but it's 
it's true. I mean, think about all the scientists, right? All the yeah. all the thinkers. Dude, like, he was a eugenicist, bro. Yeah, but you think about like the type of people they usually are. I I hate to say, like, if you're a bookworm, usually you don't have the best social skills, which means you're probably not the best prepared not getting to, like, to talk to women or or you know or or pick up women. So now you got the, this guy that's like, okay, I'm gonna bring you beautiful women. He's known to throw the best parties with beautiful women that are willing to hook up with like nerdy scientists. Uh, of course, he's going to have all these people under his thumb. He's going to have yeah. control over all these people because if you're that nerdy scientist, even though you know you'd be like, okay, this could be a little questionable, but Jesus, I haven't, you know, I have, I struggled to pick up girls, and now I have all these girls throwing themselves at me. Yeah, you know, you're, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna cover up for this guy because this guy's giving you a good time and he's giving you a piece of ass and he's helping you uh, pick up women. So and he's throwing money at you. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised that. If, if that was one way of, of controlling some of these people. Yeah, blackmail, like, dude. Blackmail yeah. operations, man. Well, there hey, was let me. I, I know you, you had a quick out at 8, so uh, yeah, yeah. we'll try to wrap things up, man. I don't want to go over your time. We'll have to do this again, again for sure, man. But uh, what are your thoughts, bro? I, I've been saying the motherfucker's still alive somewhere. He's still <laughs> slain. Dude, the whole Maxwell shit, I don't know what you think about this, but one of the things that has bugged me with you know, Ghislaine Maxwell is that this whole fucking time, you know, when they raided her house, they raided fucking, uh, what's his name? Uh, Oliver Stone. No, is it Oliver Stone? Roger Stone. They raided Roger Stone with fucking camera crews and fucking helicopters and shit. You know what I'm saying? And then when it came to Ghislaine Maxwell, they let her finish her coffee and, uh, supposedly, allegedly, we never got any fucking mug shots. Uh, we never seen her in court. All we see is a picture of a California raisin, you know, at a chalk. Um, my gut feeling tells me they're fucking hanging out somewhere, bro. Just laying low. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't think uh, that they were the big dogs. Like the media portrays them out to be, the, you know, it was they were at the top of it. Uh, one's dead. The other one's going to face justice, blah, blah, blah. Game over. I, I think they were many, many people higher than them, you know, and. I don't know. I'm sure they had kill switches, so why would they off them? Why would they be silenced? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. What What are your thoughts on that? Well, one, like we talked about, and uh, I'm true to what we talked about in regards to uh, knowing what I know, or at least going down as many rabbit holes as I've gone down or you've gone down, and I'm sure there's no possibility that's off the table for me. Like, there's, I, I to me, like... I've heard so many different theories and I don't discredit any of them. I'm like, yeah. that's possible. That's possible. Because how many times have you thought like, this is too crazy to be believable. And then you go down that rabbit hole. You're like, holy shit, there's some evidence here. There's truth, some truth is here. stranger some... than fiction, man. Yeah, yeah it, it is. So I, I mean, it, the Ghislaine thing is hilarious because she literally took a picture when the whole world was looking for her. She took a picture outside yeah. of a car or whatever. Fucking in and out or whatever. Right, yeah, in and out. And she had one <laughs> like her, her, wasn't it like her Like dad? how to how to beat the CIA or, or how to get, be a couple of steps. Dad, right? It was oh, the super spy book, wasn't it? Or yeah. It was some, well, she had one book. It was like the life of a of an undercover basically in cia operative you know and it was 
You don't think that shit was a photo op? You don't think they did that shit on purpose? Get the fuck oh, out of here. Well, you ever see that video or that uh, picture of Bill Gates uh, about uh, well, he has like a stack of books in front of him and one of the uh, books, it has something to do with statistics, like how how to read statistics or how to manipulate with the statistics. I'm going to have to look it up because now it's going to drive me crazy. But it had something to do with like statistics. It was, again, another one of those things where just like it's a conspiracy in plain sight. It's right in front of you. Like yeah, it's yeah. People. And that's the other thing, too. It's like a lot of this stuff. And James Corbett talks about yeah. it all the time. Like a it's lot right of in front of you. Is, it's right in front of you. I mean, the World yep. Economic Forum. I mean, look at Event 201. Event 201. Yeah, you look at Event 201. You look at what uh, Klaus Schwab is is saying. I mean, you if you they have the World Economic Forum has books, has podcasts, have conferences. You do a little bit of research, you realize like, holy shit, like they're openly talking about all this stuff. It, this isn't some conspiracy theory that we're talking about on a podcast and 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 we're you know finding evidence of of this stuff in in some weird dark web website. No, they're openly talking about this. They're openly discussing this. I mean, even when new normal, right? I mean, think about it. They, they use new normal the same way they use like new world order. You had Bush Senior openly say the term new world order, even though he knew, I'm sure he knew that people were using those terms in the conspiracy theory alternative media uh, world and that they were using it in a way of saying like, oh, you know, they're pushing for a new world order. And then he openly says it. And yeah. you look at new normal, right? So many people were like, they want a new normal. It's the global reset. It's a global reset. It's a, it's a, the new reset. And and what happens? They The elite, they use those terms, even though you would think that if you're doing a press conference, if you're doing a speech, if you're doing a conference, you know, millions of people are going to see it. Why would you give them fuel? Why would you say those terms when you know that the conspiracy theorists are going to use uh, the your use of those terms for their own theories. No, yeah. you do. It was like it's George a, Bush too, when he almost slipped up and called nine 11 a conspiracy. And then, yeah, it's fucking a Barbara, it's a, like kind of like gives him a little elbow. Like, Hey, watch it, bitch. <laughs> watch well, yeah, it. Well, well, those slips, those slips do happen. No, agenda, Freudian slips, man. Podcast does a, a great job of like finding the, the truth yeah. kind of trying to sneak out. Cause you figure like if you're having those behind the scenes conversations between you and your personal friends or people, your allies, people you're doing business with, and uh, you're, you're talking truth all the time and you don't have to talk in, in, in symbolism. Then all of a sudden you go in front of the camera and you can't say what you know, you talk, you know, you do enough interviews, slip you, up, you talk enough, like it's going to slip and it's yeah. going to come out and, and people pick up on that stuff. So, to me, it's like it's it's all out in the open. It, it's it, it it does make you feel like if people don't see it, is it worth spending the time trying to get through to them? Because it's so obvious that you you if you don't see it, then you're just never gonna see it. Like I'm never gonna get through to you. But I like I always say, when the opportunity comes where I can attempt to kind of chip away at somebody's worldview. I still take the opportunity to do it because I, I truly believe some people it is just a lack of information. It is a lack of of having somebody who's reasonable, having somebody who's somewhat informed, have a discussion with them and say, OK, let's put let's put all the puzzle pieces out and let's start connecting some of them. And once you kind of you know say, hey, you see how this doesn't make sense or see how they lied about that or see, you know, sometimes you could start seeing the gears in their head kind of moving and yeah. then thinking like, oh, shit, there's something here like that. What there's that's why the pandemic documentary, I think, went viral. It went viral because you had a fucking world full of confused people who were trying to make sense of what's going on. 
then this documentary comes out and it made perfect sense. It's like, holy shit, that makes perfect sense. Like all like this makes more sense than what they're telling me. Like, because what the media was telling you wasn't making any sense. You're like, wait, I don't I don't get it. Like they're saying that this thing is so contagious and so deadly, but I don't know many people that are getting sick from it. I don't know many people that are dying from it. I don't I don't know many hospitals that are really overwhelmed the way that they're saying it. And then all of a sudden you see this documentary, like, holy shit, like that makes perfect sense. You know, it's yeah. almost like when you go down a rabbit hole and you're and you're kind of trying to connect the dots or you're trying to figure out something about a, a specific conspiracy theory. And then all of a sudden you find that researcher who, like, connects some dots for you. You're like, OK, yeah, I'm like, I kind of believe this, but I, I haven't found enough evidence to really uh, make sense of it. And then somebody connects those dots for you like Eureka, like, oh, shit. Now, yeah, I get it now. That makes sense. Oh, that makes much more sense. You know, and and uh, it's the same thing with the pandemic documentary. It kind of did that for everybody. It, it connected those dots. And, you know, that's why we need people. But that's why we need platforms like Odyssey and and places where you can have a channel like yours, where you're outspoken, you you share your thoughts. You're not self-censoring because we're the ones who are going to connect those dots for people. We're the ones who are going to, you know, who somebody might be confused. They might be trying to find that information that makes sense of the world. And then they run into your show and like, oh, shit, what he's saying makes way more sense than what the mainstream narrative is. And uh, and that's why we need to support Odyssey, Float, all the all, all And the each places. other, man. And each other. Yeah, networking absolutely. with each other. That's, that's the other thing. Yeah. And that was the thing, man. Like, tonight was awesome because there was no way in hell I would have felt comfortable, you know, talking like this on YouTube, man. And just to be able to be free and, and raw uncensored unadulterated all that bullshit man uh dude we'll i definitely want to do it again man send me send me some dates <laughs> we'll fucking do yeah, it again well, well. and uh and then we can get in deeper i did want to touch on the whole the lack of freedom of speech in the uk man because i've been dealing with a lot of my a lot of my followers are from over there and dude it's no different than fucking north korea man it but that that could be a uh, topic for next time around man but yeah well you're, you're a lot of your fans are, are probably upset over the the euro cup finals <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was, well that was... some of them, some of them were fucking around with them and they're they're british too and they're like yeah fuck soccer and they're <laughs> making memes you dude my facebook group's got like uh we're close to 200 members which is awesome that's what helps me whenever i go live stream i just fucking put the link there and most of the people right now in the live chat are all insomniacs you know it's late as fuck and they're still over here talking shit so yeah awesome, awesome people man awesome well, people. it's good that you you have a youtube group because there was a two hundred and fifty thousand uh group people group for the adverse reactions to uh the covid vaccine and they just completely removed that group i yeah. mean that's crazy i mean some of these stories you know that uh, they just you see these kids who were healthy young kids like they had no fucking reason to even consider getting the vaccine you know you're you're talking yeah. about even the bullshit numbers will tell you that they're you know you have a 99 chance yeah of and, and a and, kid and then you get a, a kid to get this shit and then when they have bell's palsy or they have some heart inflammation issues or they have whatever it may be like it boggles my fucking mind and when they, when the worst part is that 
now you're, you're, I mean, it's one thing to suppress your channel or my channel and, and some of us that are, are, are trying to uh, spark these conversations, but you're just suppressing stories like the story, like these heart wrenching stories. There's a video of, um, her name was Maddie that was going around of, uh, on Twitter, uh, of this girl who her parents were like super pro vaccine and she ends up getting some adverse reaction. She's in a wheelchair and her mother's crying and it just pulls at your heartstrings. She's like talking about how healthy and vibrant her, her daughter was before she got the vaccine. And that story, like, why are you suppressing that story? Like, well, we know why, but I'm like, people should, regardless if you're pro or anti-vaccine, like you should be upset that stories like that are being suppressed. Yeah. Was, you know, I remember seeing this story, this was a while ago, it was like some local news station in Florida did a story about another pro-vaccine family. Uh, I think she was 29 or 39, mother, your old mother who who passed away from the vaccine after she got the second shot. And I couldn't find that story anywhere. The only place I could find it was uh, band.video, which Alex and Alex Jones is a platform. And it, it, so it, I'm like, why is this being suppressed? Why is a local news station report why can I not find it anywhere? I would put in the yeah. exact name of the girl. I remember finding her exact name, punching it in on YouTube, and it didn't come up. Punching it in on Google, and it doesn't come up. Like I said before. The, the, the go, most, man. The <laughs> most advanced algorithms in the world. I mean, the reason why they got so damn big was because I could misspell something drastically and it and would still find still what find I was looking it. for. Yep. And now I'm putting in the exact name, and it's not coming up. Like. Yeah. With that alone, the suppression of information, the suppression of these stories, like that alone should just make every like we can all come together on that. Like we can all, regardless of what your political view is or whatever, and and it's to me like the fact that we're post-election is is awesome because I think we can start having more discussions about. Oh these yeah, things yeah. Without Putting people the ideologies yeah, without, to the side and just get to yeah. the truth, man. Exactly, exactly. You know, and but and that's then, the thing. If people realize how much lies they were fed uh people wouldn't put up with it but the problem is the propaganda you know the propaganda is powerful uh you turn on the fucking radio covid 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 you turn on your tv covid covid dude i stopped fucking watching and listening to fucking radio this whole covid time dude because it's just fucking fed up with it man every fucking day it's clear propaganda trying to brainwash you to think it's the fucking black plague and all this bullshit but I don't know. Well, that's like, where that's where like, you and I come in and, and just got to do our best to wake people up, man. Well, it's like that quote. If you watch the news or if you don't watch news, you're uninformed. If you do watch news, you're misinformed. And uh, so you're better off being uninformed than misinformed, right? Yep, I mean, I, yep. I'd, I'd rather not know something than being convinced of a lie and then that turning into my worldview. You know, right. so it's... um. Yeah, w w without a doubt. But I'm I'm glad you found a home at, at Odyssey, and hopefully it keeps keeps growing. I I got a channel on there too, and uh, we've had Jeremy, the the guy who created it, on a uh, Union of the Unwanted uh, a while ago, and um, it, it was him. Ooh, I may and, and I may want to talk to Jeremy because I got these fuckers trying to cancel me, so I may have to have some words with them. And hey, man, look at this fucking campaign, dude. Their whole mission is to deplatform me <laughs> for having these fucking conversations. You know what I'm saying? It's not like it's yeah. malicious and shit. Um, well, that's well, that's something I always say too. Is like anybody who meets me in person and we're talking and we're having a 15, 20 minute discussion, I'm just like, does anything I say seem that dangerous that I should be 
fan from the face of the earth that I, you know, I'm like, and if, so if they're doing that, if they're, if they're uh, who would ban that like, sexy motherfucker out there <laughs> smiling, you fucking cute little muffin, you? Hey, I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm just a conduit for, for information. I always say, I'm like, I'm a, I'm an idiot who just, I'm, you know, who's just super curious. And I think that's one thing we all have in common. Like a lot of uh. us who podcast and, and do the, these type of things. We're all like super curious and we just like to try to understand the world around us. You Dude, know, when like you come to Florida, point. man, you got to hit me up, man. I know you were here a few months ago and I didn't want to bug you. Next time right. you come down, hit well, me up. You know, do you know, we'll, we'll fucking you party. Know do, do, do you are you from any I, i'm near one of the locations you were at i'll just message oh, i'll sure. private message you yeah um, oh cool i was only I like florida, 45 I mean, minutes I, to an hour away from one of the spots you were at and i was like fuck he's down the fucking street i just didn't want to bug you either man i don't like bugging people but dude i'm like i know we'll, I, I, we'll fucking meet I, man we'll drink we'll, we'll grab some beers and dude we'll do a live podcast next time you're down here pretty cool yeah yeah well, fuck yeah chris emery too like uh from free mind films he, he lives in florida and um, he he moved. He didn't always live there. He lived in Oklahoma originally, and that's why he was. Uh, he had a direct connection with the OKC bombing, which mm. he did a great documentary called. Yeah, that'd be a good about. podcast right there. Yeah, yeah. well, hey, I'll, I'll hook you up with a uh, uh, Chris Emery. He's, he, one, yeah. he's from, he lives in Florida, and and two, uh, if you haven't done a podcast on that topic, it's a super. I would love to, man. Yeah, 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 I know a little bit, but I would love to hear more on it. Go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, oh yeah, one hundred percent. And it, and it's one of those. I did one. I did a uh, podcast with Chris Emery, and I brought in uh, James Corbett, and uh, we did like a whole, you know, hour and a half, whatever it was, hour and a half, two hour podcast just on that topic, and really went deep into it. And um, one thing that I said was, it, it's one of those forgotten conspiracy theories. You know, like everybody yeah. kind of jumps over it. They talk about Waco. They talk about uh, 9-11. They talk about JFK. Well, they forget about that one at the Anthrax. Yeah. Too. that's another yeah, that's one that true. gets forgotten or right. forgotten about yeah. all these little ones that are fucking huge but have somehow been swept under the rug man and they're yeah, clear they bullshit implications yeah 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 because yeah. yeah. yeah, when you go when you learn about them you're like oh shit they had a huge influence on what was going on they Fuck had yeah uh you know and and yet like you said they're they're kind of forgotten I forgotten mean, the thing. I mean, well that's what's happening with 9-11 too man slowly remember a little bit after 9-11, dude, never forget, never forget. Dude, last year, what happened? Nothing. Everybody forgot. Nothing, <laughs> bro. We're coming up on 20 fucking years. That is it, crazy. 20 it's years, yeah. 20 years, bro, and I remember it like yesterday, man. It's fucking crazy, man. It's My man, I, I, I just, I, I know you gave me eight, and I don't want to abuse of that time. I would love, dude, I'd sit here for another, dude, I did a 10 and a half hour like, or podcast what 10 and a half hours bro <laughs> so i can go like, dude i can go i got that podcast stamina man but i know you told me eight, hey, so I'm, I'm trying to be respectful man i want you to come back again my brother wait did, did you did you uh, you you must have done it with a guest no yeah yeah fuck yeah i did it with a guest i was um, gonna say because i i usually do call-in shows bro and dude oh, everyone expects if i do a four-hour podcast it's like uh his Viagra wore off, you know, his podcast Viagra <laughs> wore off. I, like, dude, four hours is like, fuck, is a quickie. Like, every, like all my subscribers always laugh, dude. Four hours, you fucking pussy. Like, <laughs> I'm always doing at least four, man. That's what I average, dude. Five, six. Did seven hours what? last weekend. Yep. Holy shit. And, yeah, and that's do, why my base is strong, brother. Is it It's some just... uh. 
like so if you do a, a five or six hour podcast is it the guest on for that long or you do some talking uh, you... well when i get a real guest you know like yourself all my guests are lovely you guys are all awesome no but when i get like a, a special guest like yourself uh only do like you know like right now hour and a half two hours um the only time that when i did ten, ten and a half hours it was brian harvey he's a uh, ex-musician dude um we did ten and a half hours, dude. He was smoking weed the whole time. I was drinking beers the whole time, and uh, dude, it was a fucking party, bro. That video on YouTube had like thirteen thousand views, cause like all the haters that hate me were like, "Oh, who's gonna sit there and watch a ten and a half hour live stream?" You know how many fucking minutes watched I had on YouTube that month because of that podcast? No idea how much. Dude, just take a fucking guess. You'll never guess. I honestly, I don't even know what. I take a wild guess. Minutes watched, man. Just throw some preposterous number out there, and it'll right. probably be close. Uh, ten thousand? A million, bro. <laughs> what? A million what? minutes watched in one month, and part of it was because I had that ten and a half hour podcast, and it had like thirteen, fifteen thousand views, bro. Wow. And that just showed the case, like when people, are, like a lot of people that hate me, are like, "Oh, who's gonna sit there and and listen to something for an hour and a half?" Who's going to sit there and listen for two hours? Like, bitches, they listen to ten and a half hours, so I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> listen, I, I'm sure you've heard Joe Rogan talk about it numerous of times about how many people said it was absolutely insane for him to do three-hour podcasts and that they were completely ridic ridiculous and people aren't going to listen to three hours. They're fucking wrong. So let, let's be honest. Like, do, yeah. do whatever you like doing, and, you know, if you enjoy it, great. And guess what? There's going to be a lot of people out there who are going to end up enjoying it too. And, and you know, those, like you said, those are going to be the, the true fans. Those are the ones who are going to stick around and uh, and be super loyal to you. So it's, uh, you know, you don't have to please everybody. I mean, not everything is for everybody. You know, some, yeah. uh, there's that's why there's so many different flavors of music. You Hell know, yeah, man. I don't have to like the same type of music. It's like you, you got your shit, I got my shit, and we can appreciate it. You can and, always and, find uh, something in common, though, even throughout the differences. That's the main thing, man. Uh, you can come from completely different upbringings, backgrounds, musics, all that bullshit, life experiences. But we all can always find something in common. You know, no matter how different yeah. we may appear uh, on the outside or, you know, whatever, there's always something you can find. It's just that desire to want to know more and and, and want to get to know that person be better. Yeah. Hell yeah, yeah I mean, man. That's, that's all there is. That's actually one of my techniques in in connecting with people is is like okay what do we have in common that we could discuss or get into and and i'm also very intrigued with other people's stories and their backgrounds and and their life stories and 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 whatnot so it's like like you said you could always find something that the other person enjoys that you can even if you don't enjoy you might be intrigued with you might yeah. just not know a lot about and you might be willing to listen and let the person kind of uh, share their wisdom on it. So it's a uh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, in in so many cases, uh, you know, it's super easy to kind of dismiss somebody and think that because they they c come from a different background or a different part of the world that you might not have anything in common. Then you get together with them and you're like, holy shit, we're we're laughing at the same jokes and we're we're sharing stories and and we have a lot in common. So yeah, that's, that's what a, drew me to you, man. Like I see a lot, I see a lot of similarities, man. You you could just pick up on something and just fucking talk your your balls <laughs> off and i'm the same way man it, like th that's why i'm never even worried of when i'm talking to someone like i'm like yeah i i have some ballpark ideas some ballpark points 
But just fucking flow with it, man. It'll come out, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and while you talk, other things will come up that oh, will yeah. spark other conversations. And, you know, it, to, it's funny yeah, how they I mean, spiral, man. They, you, you'd be talking yeah, about one thing and then it just goes to a different. It just segue, especially when you have two people that are comfortable talking, you know, they just segue perfect to yeah, a plethora a of different subjects. My man, awesome. um, what we'll I put your. Again, hell yeah, let's do it, bro. Let me know. Um, I put your. So everyone in the description is Ricky's uh, Ripple Effect podcast, The Union of the Unwanted. Uh, his Twitter, I put his... Uh, you want me to put your email there? I have it on the screen right now, but I can remove it if you want me to. Uh, you know, it's it's up to you. Whatever. I mean, if you... Uh, if I have your ready, YouTube yeah. and website, and that's all I have. I took. I definitely took your phone number off, though. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. My number. My number. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to. Are, are questionable. But yeah. Everything I'll, else. I'll, I'll my, remove the email. Fuck it. My my Instagram page. If uh, you ever get an email from some fucking weirdo saying that uh, just saying bullshit about me, you're that's the person I'm telling you about. That fucking weirdos. <laughs> I think she secretly wants me to hit it, man. But that ain't. <laughs> It's fucking, not gonna happen. Hell no, bro. But yeah, uh, you want to? Uh, crazy girls are fun. But oh they're god, also crazy. Yeah, so I'll definitely get rid of that email. But be warned if you do get an email, that's probably that fucking crazy ass. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure to forward it. To you. <laughs> <laughs> Just fuck with her back. Oh yeah, yeah, he is a scumbag. Fuck that guy. All right, <laughs> my but, uh, man. Yeah, we'll we'll yeah, we'll definitely. Uh huh. No, I was just going to say, I'm also on Odyssey, so if people are listening to you, they can find me. And I'll put that. I'll replace the email with your Odyssey uh, link and fill it in that, that way. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, yeah we'll keep in touch, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll definitely do this again in the near future. And, and, you know, if you need to get a hold of anybody you need help with, hit me up, too. I'll help out any way I can. Dude, right now, just James would be awesome. I, I, he already got one of my first uh contact so just to give him a little nudge hey man he i spoke with him and uh he's, what's up man i would love to have james man that's like my fucking that's my hero man so <laughs> yeah he, he, he's awesome it'd be awesome he's, to get him so on super nice too i mean yeah once you talk to him you'll be like holy shit he's they always say don't meet your heroes but he's uh one of those people that you meet and you're not disappointed yeah no no man I, i'm looking forward to that so that'd be awesome. awesome but yeah i'll send you a link um to that epic ending so you don't have to listen to the whole podcast i do with the cameraman just that epic last part ending i'm have you ever seen those npc videos where they put I the believe. npc music you know like it's a video game music and yeah yeah i put that to that call and it fucking <laughs> it's hilarious, <laughs> hilarious. I'll, I'll send it to you on skype you know what I'll send it to you right now. All right, my man. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks. And thank you for hey, returning, man. That was a blast. Dude, that fucking hour and 45 minutes just flew. And uh, we'll have yeah. to definitely do it again. We'll, we'll definitely do it again. Hey, enjoy the rest of your night, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right, my brother. Take it easy, man. Hey, take care. All yeah. right. Thanks. Later.